0: Hello and welcome to WhatCast. My name is Roger Watson and these podcasts are dedicated to readings of various articles that I've had published in newspapers and magazines. They reflect my views on politics, the pandemic and current affairs. Thank you very much for listening. Why Hamas has already won. This is my column for Unity News Network of the 5th of December 2023 talk of defeating Hamas, destroying it even, continues. Anyone calling for a ceasefire for whatever reason in Gaza is liable to be labelled anti-Semitic. It seems to be forgotten that ceasefires work both ways, or that while Hamas are using the time to regroup and plan their next assault, only a fool could think that the Israeli Defence Force, the IDF, would not do the same. But Hamas cannot be defeated even if it is destroyed. Whatever the origin of the events on 7th October, and the theories run from a false flag incident through complacency to incompetence and technical failure, the aftermath has been a gift to the Hamas. They are getting everything they want out of this. As Napoleon said, why stop your enemy when he's making a mistake? Who would have predicted the widespread support for an organisation that participated in the slaughter, it seems they were not the only organisation involved, of well over a thousand people and taking hundreds hostage? They have not denied their part and have been proactive in circulating videos of their handiwork. It could be said that they have played a blinder. They knew, as there's has always been promised, that the Israeli reaction would be swift and brutal, and, unlike the action of the actual day of the events, prolonged. The prevailing attitude amongst those who are expressing support for Israel in the UK seems to be that horror at the events of 7th of October cannot coexist alongside pity for the people of Gaza. Pity, that is, that asks for the bombing to stop and for some other course of action to be pursued. Nobody expects the Israelis to do nothing, but if you're chasing rats out of sewers, you don't destroy the houses above the ground. You send terriers down the sewers after them. The IDF are somewhat hampered by the existence of the hostages, some of whom are reportedly in the tunnels below Gaza, and some of whom, it transpires, are being held by groups not under the control of Hamas. Undeniably, in retrieving their hostages, they have a problematic situation – but despite the release of a few hostages in return for prisoners, it's hard to see what incentive Hamas or any other group has to release more if Gaza is going to be razed to the ground. Hamas cares not about the lives of the hostages or the people of Gaza any more than it cares about the lives of the people of Israel. This is an Islamic death cult which kills at close quarters without mercy and whose members have no fear of dying themselves. The IDF and those who support continued heavy bombing of civilian areas in Gaza, are merely obliging them. What alternative do Israel have, they ask? Well, Israel has alternatives. For a start it could stop aerial bombing, which looks like a knee-jerk reaction to the attacks of 7th of October. Others have suggested radical ideas and they should be listened to. Peter Hitchens, a proclaimed supporter of Israel and someone who knows the area well and his friends on both sides, suggests that the appropriate Israeli action following 7th of October would have been to do absolutely nothing, and for Israel to point out to the world that this is what it's up against and why it must defend its borders better. One of the Anglican vicars on the irreverent podcast, which is no supporter of Hamas, suggested that an appropriate and Christian response might have been to pour financial aid into Gaza. Other than the barbarians who immediately celebrated the slaughter of 7th October, it's hard to imagine the widespread protests in favour of Palestine that we're seeing now if either of the above actions had been taken. Israel is manifestly flawed both in its origins and its actions over the decades since it was formed, but international meddling by people in search of lasting legacies, Nobel Peace Prizes and cartloads of consultancy money claiming to be Middle East peace envoys has not helped. Despite its flaws, it remains the only democracy in the region. It has an allegedly corrupt and mendacious Prime Minister, but he was voted in, he can be voted out. But democracy seems not to guard against outright slaughter of innocent civilians, many of whom may be used as human shields by Hamas. The real question for Israel is not how many terrorists can we destroy, but how many terrorists are we creating? This podcast was produced in association with you dot com.